Welcome back to Mark's Madness. Ooh, yeah. All right. Uh, guys, I got nothing for you. I got nothing. I, you're, not, you're not getting it this week. It's here. It's going to be here. You're going to get it. But I don't know if you're going to like it. Um, yeah. So just just saying, deal with it. Um, David, how, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing fine enough. Um, sure. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things changing in the world very quickly, which is exciting. Um, but I've also seen some terrifying things of the world and very sad things. Yeah. So yeah, all right. we're going to talk about them because they're current. Important. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's, the I don't, I don't want to, I want to go in like 30 minutes. Like we must hit we're, the current events, we're but not, I, I think they're going to come up. We need to talk about them. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do 30 minutes on it but what we are gonna do is no. we are going to discuss um thing I- I- things that will probably uh, uh be relevant and that there will be mm-hmm. discourse around that we we want to mm-hmm. make sure we're, we're flushing out here mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost there was a couple shootings uh one of which was yeah. by the police which is par for the fucking course at this rate yes um not even not, shouldn't even be a blip but thankfully it is um, people are attuned to this and the, the anger didn't, you know, dissipate. People are on the street in Kenosha. People are, um, in the street, a lot of places and, and we're yeah, seeing, I mean, uh, shit's seeing still happening in, in, you know, Portland and Chicago and in all kinds of places. You know, I mean, people are not it's, letting up, but no. you know, things broke out in Kenosha. Yeah. Things broke out in Kenosha. Again, we've seen it. We've seen it bleed into mainstream everything at this point. It is, it is an overriding yes. narrative, which is, um, which is what it needs to be. It cannot be something mm-hmm. that's ignored. It needs to be, we, we have to confront that contradiction head on, uh, before anything's going to get done with it. And if they are able yes. to sweep it under the rug, uh, yes. it's never going to be that way. So we have to be loud and we have to make sure it is, it is 24 seven as exhausting as that can be for anyone that is yes. empathetic and, and, you know, having to deal with these one after another after another. Um, yes. That being said, that while while the the uh, gangland assassination of Jacob Blake is a tr- a tragedy on the grandest scale, mm-hmm. he survived. Thank God. Uh, yeah, which I mean, is so we were looking at two two shootings, two shootings. One he survived, and they have reportedly handcuffed him to the hospital. Yeah, bed, so, trying to find know, any excuse and, to yeah. To, to, to throw him in jail and and so yeah i mean you know you have one shooting where someone died one shooting where someone one didn't and then of course within the protests um and this is something that that we're going to see and it, it'll make sense with this this chapter a lot with black codes as as nathan and i were talking about beforehand and nathan you know keenly pointed out um he's 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 been tying this to today very very well uh in our our offline conversations and so hopefully i can you know we can bring that back on here um but you know when you see these things, right, you have people getting shot seven times for resisting arrest, and they're basically like walking into their car as their shirts getting tugged on. Um, and and then you have seventeen-year-old kids, and and this is just terribly tragic because he's the exact same age as Trayvon Martin, and you remember the mm-hmm. same right-wing people what they were saying about Trayvon Martin suspiciously walking around at night and how he deserved to die for walking i guess the wrong way in his own subdivision specifically or his own neighborhood specifically at night um but so you had this this 17 year old uh little fascist kid of course he was he was you know a little like training wanna be cop guy um, desperate cop he has talked about like the fact that the the all the media writers on him are you know, cop admire, you know, police admirer or. Right. Or, he was you know, in like every pers- junior cadet thing you could get your hands on. The pictures are all over social media with it. Cops know this guy and the cops in Kenosha. He, he This guy lived across state lines, which I mean, again, that's kind of arbitrary, but still uh, he lived 40 minutes away, which not the craziest thing. I drive and work 40 minutes. I would, yeah, I would drive into a protest 40 minutes, but not for the same reasons this shithead did. Um, but still, it's a pretty far drive to go there, premeditated with a gun, um, yeah. claim you're defending stuff. And he came in and he shot one guy in the face um, who died. And then the second guy uh, was a man named Anthony Huber, who was on a skateboard, saw people getting shot and went to address the situation uh, by trying to disarm the kid and, and hit him with the skateboard. And of course, uh, he shot Anthony Huber in the chest. Um, and Anthony Huber died. And then there was another person shot in the arm. And then this kid walked up to the cops 
they were offering him water, thanking him for being there as he's holding this gun. And then he just leaves. And then as, as people point out who this kid is, identify him, and there's a huge outcry. The cops have this kid's identity. It's not like he doesn't have an address. Uh, they took, they had him walk in there. They know who this kid is. They just gave him a, a speeding ticket. I think it was like day before, or two days before someone had done research and they gave him a speeding ticket. Uh, so these cops know, know this kid. Uh, this kid didn't live that far away from there. It was certainly far enough uh, that he shouldn't be driving in to kill people. Um, and uh, I mean, not that living closer would make that okay. But I mean, it, it's very blatant that he wasn't protecting his community or any of the bullshit yeah. right wing talking. It's not his community. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 Kenosha isn't the the major metropolitan area from from that region either. You know, I mean, this is not like when I drive into St. Louis and say, "Well, I'm from St. Louis." Like, that's a little different. Um, but yeah, keep going. Oh, so anyway, was gonna, and, and the cops, you know, I'm basically having them possession. They give him water. They thank him for being there and let him go away. And now, oh my God, they're trying to find him. <laughs> it, it, and I, I think they did arrest him because they they basically had to because um, the public forced him to. Um, but yeah, I mean, he killed two people. And of course, all the media is rehabilitating how he was like, and they love their property. They love defending their property. It makes me think of when, uh, when we read, I can't remember if it was Marx's work or Lenin's work. I think it was Lenin's work talking about uh, the wealthy liberals coming back in after the Paris Commune and feigning the damaged property there as people died in the streets from you know France and Germany taking over and just murdering the shit out of people for daring to have that autonomous commune. Um, it, it reminds me of the same kind of thing, you know, so that like New York post is talking about like, Oh, he's cleaning up spray paint on walls, uh, a few days beforehand. And he's, yeah, he's an excited, he's, he's a young, um, you know, cop lover or whatever. And it's like, cop- oh, fuck you. It, and so again, you see the very obvious, um, the very obvious, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to find any excuse why Jacob Blake deserved to be shot in the back. Mm. Yeah, and yet we're not applying the same logic to this shooter. And I think oh, there's the more- people. I mean, again, and I, I bring up the name Anthony Huber not only for his his sacrifice of his life trying to yes. disarm um, this kid. And God, I should say this kid's name. So no, you shouldn't. Fuckhead is no. Okay, this is not. Nope. Okay. This is the same. You don't. You don't endorse mass shooters. You don't give them. No, I'm not endorsing him. I just. I you guess know he's who been he is. Thoroughly. Go on the internet. You know. Yeah, who he's he been. Is. He's been doxed thoroughly. So fuck that kid. Um, but anyway, uh, and bring up Anthony Huber specifically um because they're they're attacking his character and it's like the man is dead more importantly (laughs) here's 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 the here's the fun i'm not gonna use slippery slope because that's that's for debate bros and i don't play this game um (laughs) but i'm going to say here's here's the problem we have here because here's the leaps in logic that we're doing that i'm not i'm not okay with and and this this is this is more in line with uh citations needed I'll, i'm sure they'll be doing better at this and and I, I anticipate they will have a much more nuanced response than i will ever be able to con- concoct but uh <laughs> tucker carlson everyone's favorite oh, fascist. oh motherfucker everyone's favorite fascist went on his uh his goebbels propaganda hour and yeah. and ended his 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 good retort was well how how can we be surprised that this that this meant that someone didn't step in and do this because you know the law wasn't able to fill that void yeah Okay. Yeah, there's this intrinsic law. It it has to be done for for the good of everyone. Is their their bullshit yeah. talking point? Everyone, everything needs to be put down. I mean, and, you know, essentially saying like these people should have been killed. So like it's okay if the law ki- would have yeah. killed people because yeah, they, I mean, they're supposed to be doing that. But let's and and our only problem is vigilantism. Let's go a little bit. Let's go one step deeper than that. Okay, so he was defending himself against violent criminals, and that's why he had to shoot them. So the argument now has become they were attempting to disarm a person who yeah. had committed a homicide, who had shot yeah. a man. They were attempting and to take the gun out of the hands of a person that had just committed a murder. If yeah. shooting someone trying to disarm a murderer is self-defense, GTA 5 rules are in effect. There is yeah. no crime if I murder every single person who tries to take my gun away from me because I was just defending myself against the people trying to take my gun away. I do yeah. not care whether you think he had a justifiable... Huh? He didn't. He's not a cop. He is not anything. He is a fucking minor child running around with a deadly weapon. That person should have been disarmed by the police. Yeah, I- so again, in Tucker's own little 
fucked up backwards world. Of course Anthony Huber had to go try and defend this person because the fucking police were handing him water, not disarming his ass after he murdered somebody. Backwards as fuck. And I, it's, it it's is. bullshit. It is bullshit. It is, it is absolute lying through their, their teeth bullshit and and here's the deal with it is is they love all they care about is rhetorical tricks they love their gotchas they don't care if if people you know bleed and die in the streets they don't care if people starve they they care about propping up the little ideology to prop up their own wealth and their chummy buddies wealth and and save their their culture and their white supremacy and they love getting their gotchas and they see everything as a gotcha um something that was reported was people were calling for medics after the shooting because of course they were calling for medics and they just claimed people were calling for police and it's like oh well you know where's the cops now and it's like no they tried to disarm the kid their fucking selves okay and and the only reason they didn't do it better is is possibly because they didn't have weapons and of course they didn't because the cops are stopping them from having weapons because if they had their own and just shot the kids the cops would come and just fucking annihilate everyone you know um i mean we're we're limited even in the disarming of the person because of the police uh but on top of that you know if you have this this world where the police are going to save things the police are going to stop them where you're going to of course say like okay i'm calling your bullshit where were the police arming the kids and they're going to love because they're going to they're going to get all comfy and scared. oh now you want the police to save you ah oh, you know it's like fuck you guys no and um, that was the thing we don't but, want the police to save us we were yeah, going no. to say we were working to save each other and yes. the guy murdered somebody yes two um, people and- and we were handicapped in stopping even the second shooting there because, again, you can't come just everybody gun toning because the cops are going to stop you. The cops were the threat that, that allowed that kid to, to go on as much as he even did to leave the scene, you know. Um, but and to on, feel the level of let's be real, the bigger yeah, to, the, the to old, feel the, the level of bravery because it's not bravery. There it is. It's 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 cushy safety. He knew he was secure. It's one of those like people join the military and they they risk their lives. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, maybe you step on a grenade, but you also know your chances are much higher to shoot twenty other people and come home fine and have everybody clap for you and and become like the national hero than than you are to step on a landmine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's there's there's always this this like these brave people out there. That's why they love you know doing this blue lives matter stuff to try to make like oh the brave cops that risk their lives and save us. It's like the cops come in guns first shooting everybody else their lives are not a threat most of the deaths that are on their job are from car accidents because they drive around and pester everybody fucking else most of the gun deaths are from suicides because you know I, again if you have any sort of mental health and you have a gun on you all day or mental health is you have a gun on you all day now you're pretty high risk and they have guns on them all day which is a threat to everybody else very very little is some kind of violence towards them and even with all of those other factors they're what like 12th in, in you know no occupational hazards yeah occupational hazard behind like logging and, and all kinds of these other thankless Garbage jobs matter. driving a driving a trash truck yeah uh which again i mean you're looking at driving around all day sanitation um, engineers sorry fuck it that was yeah. an unnecessarily gendered term sorry yeah i did i okay thank you for correcting that I, um, I aw- i'm aware I, did it yes it's no, an unnecessarily yeah, gendered term th- i used it i yeah. apologize no, it's okay. Th- thank you for correcting it. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, like, like I was saying, people that go around, you know, driving, driving or riding along in, in garbage trucks and, and emptying trash and, uh, you know, doing it, the sanitation work that keeps us all from dying of disease of the fucking bubonic plague, like it's, you know, 1300, which we should really appreciate right now during a fucking pandemic, uh, have more dangerous jobs than cops. And, you know, they're not getting lionized. And when they do, it's always a right wingers like clumping them in so they can prop up the cops like they do with firefighters with that first responder bullshit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's it's this. Um, I, again, I don't want to use the word bravery because they're not brave. I guess brazenness. It's this brazenness. They feel they feel safe doing it. They feel secure doing it. And and so the cops, in large part, are why that kid felt like he could be there and do that and do it fine in the first place. Because anybody that retaliated against him was going to be scared to do so. And mm-hmm. he he had free reign and he knew it. He was on um, the side. The cops. Uh, you've seen all the videos of it. The cops. Um, 
it's oh, we're so glad you're here. There was talk of them. There were there are videos of the of the militia guys saying that the cops came to him and said, "Hey, we're going to we're going to you know kettle them essentially back your direction yes. because yes. we can't do anything, but you can." The cops yeah. again want this to happen, but know that the 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 pressure on them, and they're perfectly fine for this kid to 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 go down in a mm-hmm. blaze of glory. They get all the joy of taking a taking a person out, and none of the backlash for it. Look at that. No yep. no cops names going in the thing for letting that kid go. They don't care because this is not that's not what they're doing. Um, it, it is all about it, enabling this. And again, this is a paramilitary. This is this is brown shirts level. This is a, a group that have no accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, there is and no the point structure. is no accountability because then then the state can watch. We didn't do that. That was a vigilante. Yeah. So now when a court lets that kid off. Where are they going to protest? The court, maybe, but the, the, you can't defund. You can't defund a paramilitary. Where's the defund? You know, the the state doesn't fund a paramilitary or anything like yeah. that. So now it's you're just diffusing this this responsibility out into mm-hmm. uh, in, instead of again attacking any of the actual causes, any of the roots yes. of the issue. You are you're you're uh, you're you're basically admitting no no no. We're going to escalate the violence, but we're going to do it on a person to person level in a way that we will not be responsible or accountable to. Bye. Which is which is what colonialism always has been. Which always. is what capitalism. Capitalism always has been that your your invisible hand of the market is hands on work by the people in charge uh, who use their little tools that they privilege a little bit to want to be the tools and then wash their hands of it and claim those hands are invisible. That's what it always has been. That's what it always will be until it's defeated. Um, and and the the amazing thing beyond that too is how myopic stuff is like they always have this myopic focus and that's on purpose you know i mean again we were talking about tucker carlson and them they'll show this video of you know anthony huber jumping the kid and claim the kid was defending himself and strip the context that he shot someone else first Mm -hmm. because of course they will they don't want that and that's how they cover everything you know it's one of those things where they don't have to to brazenly lie um, I mean, even with these paramilitaries, they don't have to brazenly have these paramilitaries that they, they openly side with and kettle and plan with. They're already ideologically creating these uh, by existing. The fact that they do that on top of it, the fact that they lie on top of it, the fact that they do these extra steps that make stuff so obvious on top of it. You know, I mean, capitalism, again, as a system to rob from all of us uh, and to, to keep the rich richer at our expense doesn't have to have special tax code cuts for the wealthy and wage theft and and all these things that happen that are so brazen it just has those anyway because the people running it are that greedy or that arrogant or that ferocious um and and so all these things just just come in you know and you get the explicit cooperation of the cops with the kettling and the thanking the kid and the giving him water if none of that happened realistically all the stuff is still the same but that just it it lays it down so barrenly because they don't fucking care they know where their interests are and they act you know i mean again it's it's the michael perenni um like people go what do you think people meet in a room and and just plan these things out and he's like yes where else do they meet you know it's (laughs) it's it's that but part of that is that there's not necessarily one kingpin that like moves every little chess piece there's a bunch of people that are are taught this ideology this ideology ideology is reproduced uh, by training and by privileging a very select few and making them violently defend that um and so like a lot of these chess pieces move on their own And all they have to do is push them a little direction here and there and contain them and make sure they have the resources to stay in charge or make sure they have the resources to, to, you know, rise up and knock off any kind of power structure that, that works against them. Um, that's how actual, uh, clandestine stuff, actual conspiracies really work. And, and you see the same thing here. You know, they don't have to tell this kid to come and bring a gun. They don't have to tell this kid, we'll kettle people to you. They just do that anyway to make it work more efficiently because they love being in charge. They love being in power. Um, and of course, the response to that, and, and that was where we we're talking, you know, is, is people are afraid to, to, you know, just arm up and go to these. And, and to some point, if everybody did, it would scare the cops back down. 
Um, but you know, if you've only got like 10 people organized, like, Hey, we'll go bring a gun and, and defend people. Well, <laughs> yeah, and you shoot back at, the, at a kid Real like quick, this. We're going to have 10 of us in jail right. and, uh, no, no cops or anything like that. in jail. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to have problems. So it's, it's a matter of if you arm up, you've got to organize it enough to really arm up. And that's, it's hard to do. You're already organizing the protest. Um, but you know, something that, that responds to this, that is, I think a healthy response, but it's short-sighted and it becomes, I'm trying to think of what Lenin called uh, the calls to be democratic and free at the beginning of what is to be done. He had, he had a nice term for that. Like a, uh, it was, it's essentially equates to buzzword. Um, oh but, yeah. I, uh, yeah. God, it's now a I'm trying to remember chapter It's a well-meaning one. deviation. It's a well-meaning deviation that becomes a, a calling card that's that's immediately stripped of its own meaning, um, and that deviation all of a sudden overtakes people. And whether you're well-intentioned and it is truly a deviation, or whether you're some kind of opportunist, it's it's the same calling card. It's the same call and it's never thought out. Is go get a gun. Not against that. Fully no. support people arming themselves in defense, and 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 you we're going to have to be much more real about like we've talked for a long time. You need to arm yourself in defense, and now is really the time. Now is really the time. Well, this lays it on its face. Now is really, really the time. But it's not as simple as go buy a gun. Some people, you know, don't you know don't have the training on how to handle that. Uh, some people don't have the resources to buy a gun. Some people uh, are you know have issues with mental health where they're not going to be fit to buy a gun. Some people have family situations where they can't you know have the gun. So I mean at some point there's only going to be so many people that can arm themselves, but what's important and this will help us is as we're providing for people and that is the most important part of being a militant organization is making sure you're providing for the people, making sure you're giving people political education, you're putting food on their table you're taking care of bail funds you're you know making sure they have you know hand washing stations and hand sanitizers and masks you're providing for the people serve the people is the base of everything that is the main objective of an organizer um with that we need to jump to of course you know organizing actually training people in self-defense with and without weapons training people how to use <laughs> guns if they're able to carry them making sure that people have access to the guns if necessary it's not that you need to tell people on this individualist idea you go get a gun and then if they go buy a gun it, it, you know not being trained on how to use it that's totally not dangerous it's that we and parties need to better organize defense now and that does not mean that we can let up on organizing serving the people and educating the people because that defense means nothing without those things um so i agree with the notion we need to arm ourselves which is what go buy a gun means but we don't need to do it as an individualist reaction we need to do it as an action plan for an all-encompassing defense and when appropriate uh when it's not adventurism offensive strategy to organize within our parties and not just organize the people who are in the party but as long as you trust them to be revolutionary mass as long as you trust them not to be counter-revolutionary which we should expect we should be driving people to as a party organize the masses for defense you know um don't just say like hey we have 12 people in our party and great we're all armed and don't just say hey we'll arm anybody out there <laughs> say like hey here's a group of of you know 50 houses people that we go and give food to every week okay we're going to make sure that they have their you know political uh stuff in line whether they're joining as a member or not and we're going to make sure they're at least trained in self-defense I love anybody who got their hopes up when David said, all right, now it's time to transition to, and you thought it was going to be a book, didn't you? You thought we were going to read a book. How dare you? Said we're not going to do 30 minutes of uh, current events. Oh, yeah. We specifically said we didn't even get to the hurricane going on. By the way, if anyone talks about- By the way, guys, uh, there's a hurricane coming. This is your your weather forecast from Mark's Uh, Madness. How y'all doing? Reminders, um, make sure that you're pressuring any official you can because you can't just- I, it's it's a lot easier to protest than just go grab some people out of a jail and bring them farther north. Uh, so make sure you really are putting the heat on phone zaps, any type of organizing to get people out of prisons um, along, you know, Texas and Louisiana, uh, because this is very, very deadly. And those people will be left for dead if they are not transferred out. And then state history, they don't get transferred out. Um <sighs> Also, of course, the best place to give is mutual aid and party organizations that are local to it. If you're not familiar 
with any and you don't say want to be had or um, you just don't know where to, to provide funds, you know, because, again, the best thing to give people when you don't know what they need is just money. But at some point, you know, th- they may not have access to even shopping or you don't know, you know, the people to give them the money to um, good secondary fallback to trustworthy mutual aid and trustworthy revolutionary parties localizing the area. It's not to give to Red Cross. It's not to give to some big ass giant celebrity charity. It's to give to whatever the local food banks are in the areas after these natural disasters. So look out for mutual aid for local revolutionary parties that can be trusted and for food banks, anything local, start local, work your way out because again, the more local you are. And if you're tied in with a party, the more you're going to be abreast of where, where the money is going and, and know that you're not getting to have, because again, let's be real. We all know there's freaking grifters out there. We all know that there's places yeah. where this money can be going that you'll never yeah, and see. And I don't want to put in too much fear because that that's a no, right wing. Don't live in like, that. Don't, don't give it, money to the homeless people. They'll just no. buy drugs with a kind of bullshit. Like don't, I, we don't mean that. We just know we like, need to trust. We need to trust the intention. But again, there yeah, are some and, organizations and that are better, just even better equipped to handle it. There are some places yeah. that there may be three, there may be three bail funds and they're all legitimate, but maybe one's been doing it for 20 years and one got set up over the weekend just trying to respond to a thing. Well, you want to know that and you're going to yeah. have more luck or doing maybe, that locally. Or maybe one's been around for 10 years, but it's just never handled that capacity. And Correct. Yeah. So they have a bunch of funds in the bank and everybody's going, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? And they're trying their asses off to use it correctly, but they're waiting on cases where they can bail people out and they're they're making sure it's used, you know, it's budgeted there and used correctly in the long term because the stuff's not going to end tomorrow when eyes aren't on them anymore. So, you know, be patient if it is a place that's trustworthy. Don't be too afraid um i'm just saying that if you don't know uh what parties are, are where because i don't i mean i i between houston and, and new orleans that that region there i don't know what parties are there i don't know what mutual aid orgs are there um so when you cannot give specifically to that a, a great place to give first is food banks everybody needs food and that is where people who are most need tend to turn exactly and it's not the fucking Red Cross. It is never the Red Cross. It's never the Red Cross. I'm just telling you now. It's not the Red Cross. Probably not the Salvation Army. I'm just gonna. No, I'm a, no, gonna go, damn, no. gonna go out on a limb yeah. and say these things. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna go out on another limb and say that say we're we gonna read. read a book for maybe maybe <laughs> half an hour, give or take. Um, again, as you all are acutely aware, if you listened to last week's episode, uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be summarizing some of this because uh, yes. I'm not reading uh, verbatim legal codes. Just no, not something it. we promised not to do. We promised not to do to Du Bois, not Du Bois regurgitating yes. legal codes. Word exactly, word. exactly. This is my loophole. Ha ha! I've caught you. Uh, <laughs> in most states. Negroes were allowed to testify in courts, but the testimony was usually confined to cases where colored persons were involved. Although in some states, by consent of the parties, they could testify in cases where only white people were involved. I'm sure there were tons of those. Uh, (laughs) In Alabama, all freedmen, Negroes, mulattoes shall have the right to sue and be sued, plead and be pleaded in all different various courts to the state. Uh, At the same time. Uh, free Negroes and mulattoes, and in all cases, civil or criminal, in which a freedman, free Negro or mulatto is a witness against a white person or a white person against a freedman, a free Negro or mulatto, the parties shall be competent witnesses. You can be a witness if you're competent. If you if you know yeah. what you're doing, you can be a witness. The end. North Carolina, March 10th, 1866, <laughs> gives them all the privileges of white persons before the court in the mode of prosecuting, defending, continuing, removing, and transferring their suits. It makes them eligible as witnesses in all controversies and inequity where the rights of persons or color shall be put at issue. So you can, again, be in a a in a black person's case, but you cannot be there in a white person's case. Um, yep. Mississippi it reenacted her slave code and made it operative so far as punishments were concerned. All penal and criminal law now enforced in the state, defining offenses and prescribing the mode of punishment for crimes and misdemeanors committed by slaves, free Negroes or mulattoes, be and the same are hereby reenacted and declared to be in full force and effect. So all the old laws that were inapplicable for uh, uh, black people or mixed race uh, people still in a still in effect. We're going back yeah. to it. Yeah. You're, you're emancipated from slavery, but you're legally a slave. Just by oh, the way. It yeah. North Carolina, again, abolished their slave code and made difference of punishment only in the case of Negroes convicted of rape. Man, they have used that as a special bugaboo for a long time, haven't they? 
Yes. They really, that one, they, mm, mm. Georgia, place the fines and cost of a servant upon the master. Whereas such cases shall go against the servant, the judgment for cost, sh- uh, written notice to the master shall operate as a garnishment against him. <laughs> oh my God. So again, your boss is paying for you to, uh, to do it, except your boss owns you now. Um, yeah, which is good. It's a nice, that's a nice change of pace. For when your contract is, he, he only owned you for a year, not for life. Come on, Nathan. Yeah, I know. The celebrated ordinance of Opelousas, Louisiana, shows the local ordinances regulating Negroes. No Negro or freedman shall be allowed to come within the limits of the town of Opelousas without, I'm sure, Louisiana getting buffeted by hurricanes. And I'm doing the yeah. greatest crime to them right now by trying to pronounce Opelousas without special permission from their employer specifying the object of his visit at every time necessary for the accomplishment of the same. So you cannot come into Opelousas unless your uh, employer is there saying you're allowed to be there. That's nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, the name, the term form. Is it Sundown Towns? Mm, that um, sounds about right. Yeah, um, the, the point is incur- in, uh, enforcing a strict curfew. And it's basically to keep black and indigenous people out. And People think of them as the figment of the past. Here is explicitly one. Uh, they still fucking exist. And you want to know a pocket of racism? Not that racism isn't everywhere, but a pocket of extreme brazen racism? Go visit a sundown town. Well, don't visit a sundown town, but you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, so there's a lot of other things about Opelousas. It's very like minute legal codes. There is one more part that I want to read verbatim from this, though. And that is... <laughs> No, uh, talking again about sundown towns and how, again, we should shut up and let the boys talk. Every yeah. Negro freedman who shall be found on the streets of Appaloosa after 10 o'clock at night without a written pass or permit from his employer shall be imprisoned and compelled to work five days on the public streets or pay a fine of $5. Which doesn't sound like much, but it was a lot back oh, then. Oh, no, that was a lot. Again, I, mean, I imagine five. Four, so I mean, that's probably the equivalent and, and of what, 40 hours? Yeah. Yeah, again, you know, also when you're a contracted, totally not slave servant. Totally not a slave, guys. You're you're not exactly rolling in the money where $5 is a big deal. So you're probably, unfortunately, taking that five days of work deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here is a, and again, they go through some more, again, more, they're all various, very restrictive um, legal code saying what who, who can and cannot be in this particular town. But of Louisiana, yeah. Thomas Conway testified on February 22nd, 1866. Some of the leading officers of the state down there, men who do much to form and control the opinions of the masses, instead of doing as they promised and quietly submitting to the authority of the government, engage in issuing slave codes and in promulgating them to their subordinates, ordering them to carry them into execution. And this to the knowledge of state officials of a higher character, the governor and others. And the men who issued them were not punished, except as the military authorities punished them. The governor inflicted no punishment on them while I was there. And I don't know that up to this day he has ever punished one of them. These codes were simply the old black code of the state with the word slave expunged and Negro substituted. The most odious feature of slavery were preserved in them. They were issued in three or four localities in the state, not a hundred miles from New Orleans, months after the surrender of the Confederate forces and years after the issuance of the Emancipation Proclamation. I have had delegations to frequently come and see me delegations composed of men who to my face denied that the proclamation issued by president Lincoln was a valid instrument. Again, guys, come on. How, how often do you hear that? Oh, we, I don't give a shit if it's the law. It, it's, it's not the law to me. So it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, declaring that the Supreme court would pronounce it invalid. Oh, the guys, everyone's favorite liberal, liberal bastion of hope. The Supreme court, <laughs> the Supreme court. um, it was here to overturn emancipation. And as long as they say they're going to overturn it, well, psh, go for it again. It's the fucking, it's the exact same thing that resistance libs are doing, right? Oh, well, mm-hmm. the, all this bullshit Trump's doing, the court will say it's wrong. So you sh- stop, just a, recognize what this is and work within that reality instead of your little dream world. Yeah. Uh, unrelated. Well, I, think, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think this is a little bit, uh, not to twist too much the the other direction they're just they just they know the supreme court is a white supremacist bastion um and they're like yeah you know the supreme court's got our back lincoln you can fight this little war you can do whatever they're they're openly saying the supreme court is there to be an oligarchy as kind of a failsafe for when the false democracy mechanism of the united states works a little too well and it stops being a slave owning settler colony greed machine a little too much. Yeah. Uh, 
Consequently, they have claimed that their Negroes were slaves and would again be restored to them. In the city of New Orleans last summer, under the orders of the acting mayor of the city, Hugh Kennedy, I'm sure that's one of the illustrious Kennedys totally, that are totally not related to all the other Kennedys. I'm sure. sure yeah, 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 I'm sure this is a no way a ginger haired, but but also Cajun man um, down, <laughs> down there. Totally not. Li- oh, my God. Have you seen those? A little there's uh because what's his fuck again we don't do electoralism but it's fun to dunk on uh those. robert kennedy whatever no, what whatever douchebag kennedy the 42nd that no one gives a shit about yeah um oh totally gonna sure. be an ups totally upskillabrand kennedy the exactly 15th. one yeah. just being a, such a whiny baby Oh, people are mean to me on the internet. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Oh, my Um, fucking God. Okay, so otherworldly things. Now I got to touch on this. Good job, Nathan. Um, Otherworldly things. That so we don't care about electoralism. So I don't give two shits about the RNC and the DNC and their dog and pony shows <laughs> and how the DNC brought the entire Bush can- cabinet in and the RNC was like everyone that made bad news for being a white supremacist from the shitheads on their their little lawn out by Forest Park um, in that the super little mansion collective there where the, the mayor one, lives. Oh, the one that August bo- that one of the Bush family bought for their like daughter as a yeah. wedding present. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if you want to know a family of shitheads, like Kennedy level, but but beer focused, oh, the, the Bushes. The Bush oh, they're oh, notorious. Fuck the Bushes. Here. Yes, fuck not them those Bushes. Not the Bushes you think. The yeah, other no, Bushes. I mean, fuck them too. But hard this, fuck you on all Bushes. Yes, I've I don't to care if it's spelled with a C or not. They're all bad. No, the guy who makes the beans. That one's good. Bean Boy's uh, okay, good. Okay, Bean Boy's, Bean Boy's we think good. He's, uh, I don't, man, he's got the you, nice dog commercial. He's got, so the, we'll go he's got the good dog. He hasn't done anything wrong to me. Okay. Um, so anyway, you know, I mean, but you had every shithead out there like that. But what was amazing? You had, uh, what was the, the douchebag face with that was like staring down a native elder because with his oh, mega hat? Something Sandman. Like, something for, enter the Sandman. I don't fucking know. Yeah, fuck yeah. The, the little anyway. shithead. But everything, these entire two RNC, DNC, these are the collectives uh, where people are inaugurating their their candidates and setting their their party. Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, their party lines, uh, their policies, right? They're setting they're setting their policies and they're bringing out like every war criminal and then right wing ghoul out there. And you're supposed to believe these are two parties. And the main talking point. At, as you're getting to this situation, you know, and of course, the main time besides demonizing official U.S. enemies, but that that always happens because they are the same party and they're shitheads. The main talking point as we're looking at, you know, uprisings around the country, as we're facing down a global pandemic, um, you know, as we're looking at rising in, I mean, police shootings, it, they've been pretty static year over year, which is disgusting, never gone down. But I think pretty sure they're on track to go up this year um from when i last looked at it uh you know i mean now again you know the the rnc and dnc didn't see this but you can tell weather's getting worse well no i I take that back i was gonna cite the hurricanes but the the wildfires half the country's on fire um because they can't enslave prisoners because they let all the women prisoners get covid in in fucking california all these things happening and all anyone could talk about is this idea of cancel culture of if you are a giant shithead who who has a bunch of actions that you should be held accountable for and you happen to get caught the public will hold you to a mild accountability where you lose some platform but you were still rich and famous and that is the great crisis of our time according to both parties now here i just uh i want to push back a little on one very specific point here. Okay. Um, they're both ghoulish. Sure. We are seeing ridiculous things out of both. They are not the same. And I think, okay, that, that is I will. Very, yeah, that is a bit of an oversimplification. I don't even yes. want to say it is. And I don't, I don't think what you're doing is, I don't think it's wrong, but I think there is, I think there's a more, there's a rhetorical I, purpose. They, they, they better, represent the same people. They, well, I don't, again, I don't think they do, but I think, delegating them is same class same sure but let's not be class reductionist again they have different they are not operating in like the same exact sphere one of them has a very clear goal 
The other one has a different goal. They're both bad goals. One of them yeah. is outwardly leaning towards fascism. Out yes. and out fascism. That's the yes. route they're in, that they are they, that's the route they're embracing. That's the way they're driving. Yeah. The Democrats are not going for out and out fascism. They're going for full-throated neoliberalism. They are both on the same path. This is much more equivalent to like yeah, Nazis but, versus the the uh the I mean, what is it the SPD. They're, this not, is like a less left version of the SPD. They are enabling fascism by accommodating it at every single turn, but yeah. they will not outwardly want it because that doesn't that doesn't play their game. Nancy I, Pelosi and Chuck Schumer don't win under fascism. They win I under this. Sort of agree because you're right. There's a difference, and the Republicans are more explicitly fascist. But I think it's more of a point of which. Because all of this, I mean, again, you know, and this is where we talk about imperialism is colonialism, is capitalism, is imperialism, is capitalism, is colonialism, is 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 imperialism. You know, I mean, it's all it's you can cycle that over and over and over. It is all the same thing is all in one. Right. Colonialism is is the true base. Capitalism is the economic base that that functionally makes colonialism the base. Um and then imperialism is the regurgitation of colonialism through a stage of capitalism. Specifically in this time, it is hegemonic empire. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're all the same thing. You know, colonialism is capitalism, is imperialism, is the United States of America. And they've all got to go. Okay? Correct. Um, so, when you're getting to those differences okay there is an out out fascism that the republicans are but it's getting to the point where there's a distinction and and it's almost important to know the distinction because people almost underappreciate how terrible liberalism is but the distinction while while rhetorically there while maybe necessary to be there to be honest is so so little that i Again, you know, I mean, the the, the colonizers, the, the and not just the colonizers, like we're we're settlers, but like the great the great colonizers, the one that that makes sure it's a settlement and makes sure that we're living by the white rules and 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 you know the the great capitalists. It's not being class reductionist, I don't think, to say that they're serving the same class, but they're serving different heads of it. Okay, like tell me this, you know, is there a party that doesn't serve Jeff Bezos? Right now, no, they both serve him. They no, serve him in different they manners. They both serve Jeff Bezos. Yeah, but they're, they going, they're going about it with it's, completely different. They're getting to the same conclusion how, with different processes. Yes, yes, that's what it is. It is there is a difference in the parties, and it is process, but it's the same deadly conclusion that must be opposed. And 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 most people, it's not that it isn't different or that you shouldn't clarify. It's it's kind of what we talked about earlier, where it's not that that there aren't people that could ever you know falsify a rape accusation. I mean, you look at how many of these laws, right, are talking about oh, rape victims to black people or black rapists or stuff like that in these black codes, you know. But what is the bigger problem is, is you know, rape victims not being heard. And, and if you try to, to nuance it, you're really, you know, um, you're really ham-fisting one or the other. And, and you're leaving the rape victims behind in the case because the, the colloquially, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, society, you know, empathizes right now with the rapists. Um you do the same thing with the the parties is they are different and they are the same at the same time. And it's important to distinctify where they're different, but they're not different enough. I think to even be worth your vote, but let alone, you know, to, to really distinctify and, and pretending they're different is one of the major tools out there. And it's that people need to realize more that they're the same. And that was really on display this last week, I think. So that's the point I'm making. So you're right. I mean, you can push back a little bit. They're not exactly the same. It's not literally a flip between an R and a D, but the difference is so little that like, George Bush's candidate was headlining the DNC. I mean, I, but that's again, I, I that don't is know because how much more clearly I can paint just because, that picture. But that's the thing. George Bush is not George Bush. Colin Powell. George all Bush's people. grandfather was was funding Hitler even when Henry Correct. Ford stopped and because it was party. illegal. And his George Bush's dad was head of the CIA while vice president. And all of them fit in better now with the Democrats than the Republicans yes. because yes. they still did all of that shit by the quote unquote 
rules and the decorum. George yes, H.W. Bush they followed in the decorum all the form- and the rules of engagement. Yes. Yes. That's, that's what all it is. it is. Again, I'm not saying they, the Democrats are somehow better than the Republicans. I'm saying that the Republicans have gone completely to full on fascism and the Democrats yeah. are now Republicans. This is the shift yeah. we're seeing. Uh, there is going to be a third party of some sort that has to emerge. And if, if you believe it historically, if you follow the trend of how this works, whenever these major shifts happen, a third party will spir- sprout up. It will get absorbed into one of the major parties and the other party will remain but get swapped around in some meaningful way of some sort. That is likely what's yeah. happening. And it's important. The reason I want to push back on that because it is important to recognize that this is the first time this has happened. This is the second yeah. or third time this has happened. This is something that happens frequently. And if you can spot it, you're going to know where this is going. We're materialists. We're historical yeah. materialists. That's we fair. look at what's happened. And this has happened before. We're reading about when Democrats were the ones that were, were, were all for slavery and the Republicans were the party yeah. of Lincoln. Like we can see the lines here. It's important to know what this is and that it's not going to just keep going like this. There's going to be yeah. a reckoning point and we need to recognize what it is. No, I, I, I believe you. And we could see a fifties slash sixties style flip, but you know, again, contingently there, even through that, the most fervently anti-communist, Oh, and, and I don't mean obviously there won't be a flip when the Republicans are getting so. No, so, I think there would be. But the most fervently anti-communist party at that time was was the Democrats post-flip. You know that was no. that was the real McCarthyist party, in yes. spite of the whole you know Reagan and and H W Bush in the eighties. Um, and on top of that, you know now who is. Not that Trump isn't completely attacking the shit out of China and sanctioning Russia more than anyone, but who are the ones that are rhetorically, for as much as they love their decorum, much as they love playing to the working class, like they'll 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 say Black Lives Matter and then fund the police and and say they're not defunding the police, right? It, you know, the Democrats, they're also the ones who's rhetorically really, really more fervently. Uh, attacking Trump from the right on you know anti-China and anti-Russia policies, and that was true even before the presidency. Like like if you remember Hillary's campaign, even before the whole Russia Gate bullshit was fervently anti-Russia, and that's where oh, yeah. I don't think anybody was fooled in thinking Trump was like a, a less hawkish president. I think that's kind of a bullshit narrative, but where Trump was allowed to give some plausible deniability that he might be less hawkish because Hillary was so hard against Russia. Um, And the Democrats are still carrying that water. It's just refocused against China more now. So I, I get what you're saying. I just, and I care, but in the grand scheme of things right now, I just don't care. I get it. I, it's, it's, it's reasonable. And again, there's, the we me and david are not a, a lockstep you know no unit. no this no, no. Is, we're two different people we are who, two different who people with two, t- together are friends with each other and read books together we're not two like different the outlooks same this mind. is always going to be we're, we're kind of again we're two people yeah. that are just having different views on how it is we want yeah. that to be that's that's what this is is there is again yeah. there should be something for for a lot of people here that being said um <laughs> that I was like, how did we get there? And then I read Hugh Kennedy's name and remember. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, there you go. <laughs> uh, the police of that city conducted themselves toward the freedmen in respect to violence and ill usage in every way equal to the old days of slavery, arresting them on the streets as vagrants without any form of law whatsoever, and simply because they did not have in their pockets certificates of employment from their former owner or other white master. Imagine needing a certificate of employment from the person who owned you as a slave. Like imagine that being a thing you had to worry about and deal mm-hmm. with on a day-to-day basis yep jesus i have gone to the jails and released large numbers of them men who were industrious and who had regular employment yet because they had not the certificates of white men in their pockets they were locked up in jail and to be sent out to plantations Locked up, too, without my knowledge, and done speedily and secretly, for I had information of it. Some members of the 74th United States Colored Infantry, a regiment which was mustered but one day, were arrested the next because they did not have these certificates of employment. You got mustered as a military regiment and then got arrested because you didn't have a, a piece a Hall's Pass, Yeah, for fuck's sake. This yeah. was done to these men after having served in the United States Army three years. They were arrested by the police under the order of acting mayor, Mr. Hugh Kennedy. Oh, yeah, this is absolutely one of the Kennedys. This is absolutely one. <laughs> 110%. David, read. 
Otherwise, you won't have read okay. this episode and I'll get concerned. Yes. Uh, the aim and object of these laws cannot be mistaken. In many c- cases, the restraints imposed went to the length of a veritable involuntary servitude. You don't say. Uh, Professor Burgess says almost every act, word, or gesture of the Negro, not consonant with good taste and good manners, as well as good morals, was made a crime or a misdemeanor. Guys, this was broken windows um, for which he could Oops. first be first be fined by the magistrates and then co-signed to condition of almost slavery for an indefinite time if he could not pay the bill. Dunning admits that the legislation of the reorganized governments under cover of police regulations and vagrancy laws had enacted severe discriminations against the freedmen and all common civil rights. A recent study says of South Carolina, the interests of both races would have been better served had there never been a black code. This would be true even if there had been no northern sentiment to take into account. Economically, the laws were impracticable since they tried to place the Negro in a position inferior to that which competition or his labor would have given him. Again, you know, right back to the, the slavery sapture pay. They made black people slaves again. And as we would learn in, in later works, such as, you know, uh, Harry Haywood's, they, they essentially forced them to be scabs for survival. Again, dividing the working class. There's no reason for white workers ever, ever to oppose um, these these black liberation movements. But, of course, people – what's, what's you know, wealth if it can't be relative to somebody else, right? Exactly. So you got you to gotta uphold that white supremacy. You don't want to be down there with those black people. They – they're rapists that cause all their their own problems. We read it all in this chapter. I mean, come on now. Um, but it is mo- monotonous iteration to review the early legislation. No, you don't say. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> glad somebody spotted it. <laughs> of the reconstructed governments established under the proclamation of the president. In most of the states, the laws established uh, a condition but little better than that of slavery. And in one important respect, far worse. For in a place of the property interest, which would induce the owner to preserve and care for his slave, there was sub- substituted the guardianship of penal statutes. And the ignorant black man, innocent of any intention to commit a wrong, could be bandied about from one temporary owner to another who would have no other interest than wring out of him. Without regard to his ultimate condition, all that was possible during the limited term of his thraldom. So now you've taken them, okay, from chattel slavery to insured rental car slavery essentially like you don't give a fuck about what happens to them (laughs) that's that is an analogy my friend yeah holy cow Uh, (laughs) cow. i do love thraldom too because we've only ever heard thrall used in context of uh vampires and (laughs) D. so that's a nice it's nice to throw in some D &D terms for me here du bois i appreciate it yeah that's yeah um these slave laws have been defended in various ways. They, no, were we passed in the, they were passed in the midst of bitterness and fear and with great haste. Oh, they hold rewarded- on. Hold on. Oh, no. We passed imperfect legislation because we were terrified and we had to move quickly. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> the fucking Patriot Act exists on this entire thing. Yeah. That now well, still- and of course, it says with bitterness and fear and great haste. Yeah. Like that's what the politicians were acting in. Like it was a reaction. Um, and, and so those words are correct, but it really means bitterness and fear driven into the public in great haste before the public has a chance to take a deep breath and open their eyes. And we know that firsthand because of, again, you know, me and Nathan are old enough and then some of our listeners are old enough to remember life before the Patriot Act. And it was jingoist shit. It was horrible. We were bombing the shit out of Yugoslavia. Um, but it, it wasn't – there was a switch flipped, but again, it was riding a giant tide of emotions and acting as fast as you can before those emotions died off, Yeah, you know, and, and that's exactly what it sounds like, you know, this was. Mm-hmm. They were ordered somewhat like similar vagrancy laws in northern states. They would have been modified in time. They said more that they – they said more than they really meant. All of this may be partly true, but it remains perfectly evident that the black codes looked backward towards slavery. Oh, that's I guess, the name of the chapter. Yeah, it's a roll credit. We got one of them. We got we got a callback, guys. By the way, guys, brace yourself. Yep. If you're reading along, we are getting to the end of this chapter before the end of this episode. I will I will not oh, leave this. Boy. I will not leave until we are done. 
This legislation profoundly stirred the North, not the North of industry and of the new manufacturers, but the ordinary everyday people of the North who uplifted by the tremendous afflatious war had seen a vision of something fine and just and who without any personal affection for the Negro or real knowledge of him, nevertheless were convinced that Negroes were human and that Negro slavery was wrong and that whatever freedom might mean, it certainly did not mean re-enslavement under another name. Here, then, was the dominant thought of the South, which with Reconstruction must deal. Arising with the aching head of palsied hands, it deliberately looked backwards. There came to the president chair with vast power a man who was Southern-born. With him came inconceivable fears that the North proposed to make these Negroes really free, to give them a sufficient status even for voting, to give them the right to hold office, and that there was even a possibility that these slaves might outvote their former masters, that they might accumulate wealth, achieve education, and finally, that they might even aspire to marry white women and mingle Why? their blood with the blood of the bastards. Is that always the thing? <sighs> yeah, I don't Fucking know. white women. It was fantastic. It called for revolt. It called an extremity for the renewal of war. The Negro must be kept in his place by hunger, whipping, and murder. As W.P. Calhoun of Greenville, South Carolina said as late as 1901, character, wealth, Learning good behavior and all that makes up or constitutes good citizenship in the black man is positively of no avail whatever. Merit cannot win the cause. The cry of the bewildered freeman rose, but it was drowned by the rebel yell. And I then it's am quote, a southerner. I love the South. I dared for her to fight from lookout to the sea with her proud banner over me. But from my lips, Thanksgiving broke as God in battle thunder spoke and that black idol breeding drouth. That ain't a rhyme no matter how you spin it. And dearth <laughs> of dearth of human sympathy. And throughout the sweet and sensuous South was with its chains and human yoke blown hellward from the cannon's mouth while freedom cheered behind the smoke. Poetry's silly and I don't appreciate it. Uh, I'm a I'm a Philistine and, and I'll 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 just die with that. Also, it never ceases to amaze me when we get to the end of one of these chapters. They're not like that long. Like all things considered, they're reasonably like chapters. God, the citations this man has like comes with receipts when he comes for yeah. it. Yes. Good lord. Guys, yeah, we he, are at the end of a chapter. Yes. We did. So now I mean, so now we we better understand. We better understand what he's talking about looking forward. Uh, we understand very specifically what the black codes were. They were, how do we make slavery happen under another name? And there was a nice little touch there at the end, and we talked about that, and we see that firsthand now, right? We talked about the rise of consciousness almost almost in a, a similar vein to what we learned in Wretched of the Earth, where you know colonized people gain their humanity through violence. Mm-hmm. Um, colonized people gain humanity in the eyes of those who dehumanize them as they seize power. They gain legitimacy. And so we talked about there's the multiple waves, right? There's people that, you know, just were, were unaware of how human they were and they're convinced by the uprising and they'll be permanently convinced. There's people that are convinced by the uprising, but would switch back as soon as that power is gone. And there's people that are just bullshitting because now it's it's taboo, right? But they're they're the people that you know crave saying the n word. They would crave you know dehumanizing them again, right? But just the first two chunks of people is is a huge part of people becoming more aware and seeing people as more human, and that's vitally important. And you've seen that in most revolutions out there. I mean, look at South Africa. Right, the United States was very much on the side of, of apartheid South Africa, and now we rewrite history uh, as if we we were totally on Nelson Mandela's side, and he's our buddy uh, because you know because it's 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 taboo to, to support apartheid South Africa, right? Uh, again, you know, no, the civil rights I, movement. I do love how you did add apartheid South Africa. It is taboo to support apartheid South Africa. Now, apartheid, we can still get down with. Because oh, yeah, I mean, I had to be very specific because you know, uh, Israel, Israel is still is a thing. Still, yeah. yeah, that's still that's less taboo, um, unfortunately. But yeah, um, you know, you get the same thing now where people you saw Black Lives Matter it, even with the uprisings after you know after Ferguson and and dating back. There wasn't really uprising after Trayvon Martin. That was the seeds of of the modern colloquial as we know it movement for black lives, uh, but they really blew up after Michael Brown died. Um, you know, Michael and, Brown was killed. 
Oh yeah, My, after Michael Brown Dad was murdered gives it a, by Darren Dad Wilson, gives it a passive voice that I don't appreciate. Yes, thank you. No, uh, after Darren Wilson, Darren Wilson murdered Michael after Brown, after Darren and, Wilson murdered yeah. Michael Brown. Yeah, um, you know, the, and and there was some humanity seen there, but it really it didn't change, right? You were looking at like the same kind of approval ratings that MLK had when he was alive, as much as we want to paper over it and pretend he was super popular. But now you look at the the surveys and the public opinions and things and. You know, everybody goes, well, you can't act this way. You're not going to win the public over. And yet every time you burn down a building, you know, every time you burn down a police station or a department of corrections, all of a sudden the public approval is is a little more on your side. And some of that is people that really aren't. And, and now they're they've never been afraid in their life and they're afraid. But a good chunk of that is is people seeing your humanity. It's gaining it with power. And that's what Du Bois just described about people in the north. Um, and you know, so now we we're going from looking backward to looking forward. I have a feeling we're going to see the actual institution of reconstruction, oh, um, which means to. we're going to have to see the collapse of that. Which I don't. So be sad all over again. But, Must I? But yeah, but we don't have to do that this episode. No, um, we don't. And how, all right, this is this is but, this show yeah, is nothing. I mean, if, it's very clear what what black codes are now. Yeah, th- this show is nothing if not a happy accident. Uh, <laughs> I don't look a page ahead of what we're doing. I don't. You think there's effort going into this or or preparation? You f- you rube, you fool. No, 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 no. Uh, so the fact that we happen to ramble on for thirty minutes about current events, take a yeah. wild diversion in the middle to do. Uh, uh, electoralism slash dunk on the Kennedy section and still finish the chapter at a round hour. You know, may, may, may Marx and Lenin smile down on our, our, our endeavor yes. because that's, that's good. That's good timing there. Providence is on our side. That being said, uh, let's say you didn't appreciate the 30 minutes we rambled on about, uh, you know, all the current <laughs> event stuff and you'd, you'd prefer we just read the book or let's say you, uh, would prefer us stop reading books and start doing, I don't know, a sketch comedy show. Um, you can voice those opinions in a number of places, one of which is our email. Uh, I'm wondering what kind of sketch comedy show we're going to do. Nothing. It will be awful because all sketch comedies, I'm joking. I'm just not talented. Um, no, you can send us an <laughs> we'll email. Will this be like kids in the hall or we can talk about I would gum. love it to be, but I'm not talented. Again, I think I come up with a gallon of PCP. Come on. Um, the uh, email address that I keep trying to mention is marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to, uh, communicate with us in under 280 characters, you can write on, you can write to us at Twitter. We're at Mark's Madness Pod on Twitter. You can also get in our DMs because they're open. Um, we're there. We're hanging out. Um, if, if you want to join the hip hopinist, uh, um, fun times little discord thing in the history that we do. Um, and by we, I do, of course, mean me because David will not participate as he is, he is, uh, uh yeah, politely no, boycotting. I'm- um, <laughs> I'm, I'm striking. No, has, damn it, striking. I, 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 that was. You, did you see how funny that was? That after it happened, like after everything was done, they started calling it a strike. But as it was happening, it was a boycott. Oh, were they finally calling it a strike? Uh, Bleacher Report started referring to the NBA side as a strike That's as good. soon as they voted to go back to work. As soon That's as they voted good. to keep That's going good. back, so we get to we get to we get to excitedly be in, in Cardinal territory where we see them after being the team that was really hampered by COVID, have two of their players join the strike and have the rest of the team going. Yeah, that's real cool. We're going to go play. Like, yeah, no, we're a garbage assholes. team of garbage people. I'm starting to yeah. agree with John Boyce more and more every day. Yeah, um, no. On yeah. a number of topics, but number one yeah, of which being fuck the car. It was what? Flaherty and, Flaherty Flaherty and Fowler and, were the uh, other two. F- Flaherty and Fowler, yeah. 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 And Hayward for the Cubs, and the Cubs did the same thing. So the Cubs, so in yeah. the grand Chicago St. Louis rivalry, the Cubs are still garbage too, but St. Louis is is of course also garbage. Yes. Um, yes. But but we're half garbage, and at least we can say Jason Hayward used to be a Cardinal. Uh, and Dexter Fowler used to be a Cub, so just flip flop. It's the same thing. Ah, God damn it! <laughs> Addition by subtraction. We're doing the same math here, dude. Uh, no. Also, so yes, that uh, Discord. Discord. You can join our Discord by finding us. Uh, it's in our Twitter uh, bio. You can also just search for the Dumb and Awful Discord. You can send us an email or or call me. Uh, you know, I'll I'll pick up. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Call me. Uh, <laughs> but we can. Uh, yeah. No. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a great community. I love it. It. It is growing uh many of you have come over and it is a it is a really fun place to be again not our discord just a discord that we live in um also while every twitch streamer is inherently not good i will state that uh if if you use that platform and are bored 
or our board, you should absolutely go follow Dull Care, which is D-U-L-L-C-A-R-E, which is the, it's very easy to spell. You should, it's, it's good times. It's, it's not, nothing phonetically weird. Um, Bryn from Beep Beep Lettuce and other, other projects, uh, has started doing some streams it, it directly in, I don't want to say opposition, but directly in response to the outbreak of very bad solipsistic, um, people trying to, co- you know, commandeer this space and claim that they're leftists. We see you, Vosh. We know what, we know what's going on. Ooh, um, yeah. 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 That very much in response to that. And it's just, is is very, it is very fun. Every, when she, when she does, she doesn't do it every time, but when she does it, they're always really educational. Um, she's always taking suggestions on topics. So I think we asked her, you know, how do you vet sources? Something I asked David about all the time. Um, how do you get in, you know, what, what's the best way to get involved? What kind, you know, joining parties, all these sorts of kind of things. Um, she just goes on and talks about, it. and I think they're always educational and I think they're fun. And I hang out in the comments and moderate. Uh, so, and I think I was on, I was on one. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want to go watch that, I would highly, highly recommend it. Also go listen to BB Lettuce cause their show kicks ass. Um, that being said, all of your internet adventures that I, I just, you can again, join. Me and Nathan are very different people. You can join. <laughs> Come along with I don't me. I time for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't have time for that. You're more <laughs> online than I am. Um, that being said, you'll get a I disclaimer next the week. the children of you. You do. Hey. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can't, I can't control that. Um, that being said, uh, this has been Mark's Madness. You'll get a disclaimer next time. Come or, or go yes. back a week if you want the disclaimer. The disclaimer will be there, people, but it's not every week. I got to keep yes. you guessing. My, my, my name is still Nathan. My name is still David. And we will talk to you next week in a new chapter. Bye. Bye. Bye.